Um, I'm going to have you, if you would, turn to the fourth chapter of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. And uh, we began last week to minister to you. Uh, of course, my wife wasn't here last week, so didn't I do a wonderful job all without... No. <laughs> We missed her, but we, we prefer her being here, don't we? Amen. Well, I do. <laughs> Anyhow, so in Ephesians chapter 4, last week we began talking about a certain subject. We'll read the verses to you and believe this will help you again today. Listen to Ephesians four twenty-two. It says, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Notice where it says your former manner of life. The, the way you used to live. Indicating that as a believer you don't live the way you used to live. You don't do life the way you used to do life. If you're a Christian and you're no different than people who aren't believers. In terms of how you do certain parts of your life. Um, I, would, I would question are you really a believer? Have you done like what my wife said? Have you received Christ? Right. Mm -hmm. Amen. Because when he comes, he said, he said, Behold, I make all things new. 2 Corinthians 5.17, you should know this verse, says, If any man's in Christ, he is a new creation, new creature, new creation. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. When I received Christ, I'll tell you what, the grass looked greener. I mean, here... It, it wouldn't take much for it to look greener than this because it's not green here, right? You know what I mean? The sky looked bluer, if bluer is a word. Just, you know, you went from uh, you went from that little black and white television that I grew up with. If you've ever seen your grandparents, maybe they have one in the garage. Little black and white square thing. Uh, you went from that to color. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's what new life will do for you. And then there's something called the baptism of the, in the Holy Spirit. That'll take you from color to widescreen, high definition, 4K, 5K, whatever, ultra, ultra in your face. I mean, that's just, uh, and glory to God. So notice it talks about your former way of life. Put off that which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through the deceitful desires. Verse 24, if you skip just right to verse 24, it says, put on. So there's something to put off. There's something to put on. Put on the new self. Created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So there's, as a believer, there's something that even though our inner man, even though our spirit has been born again, been made new, we must still do something with another part of us. Yeah. You understand that when you receive Christ, you don't get a new body right away. You have the same body. If you had brown hair uh, before you said yes to Jesus... You're going to have brown hair after. I had red hair before I was a Christian. Right. I got red hair after. Uh -huh. You know, not maybe as thick, but it, we're thankful that it's still there and still red. Praise the Lord. How many know what I'm talking about? No, you, you might not. Anyhow, uh, so you, you have the same body, but you have to do something with your body. Right? You've got to discipline your body. Um, you may know people that um, every... Every weekend or whatever, they may, may, they may go to nightclubs or whatever and pound drink after drink after drink into their body. And, and just because they like the effect, they may end up going sleeping with somebody. See, they're doing things with their body that aren't conducive for the indwelling presence of God. That's right. Amen. God wants to inhabit a vessel 
that's clean. You, you, need to, you need to live morally. You need to live right. And, and somebody might think, well, you, you know, you're, what you're saying sounds like you're taking away all my fun. If you think that's fun, you need some redefinitions and you need to experience real fun. You need to experience real fun. I know. If you're where God is moving, there's nothing more entertaining. There's nothing more enjoyable than not just God being in the room, but God being in your chair with you, ministering to you. And I mean, he can minister to you in levels that are so strong that that I mean, you're actually laid out on the floor. Lord, (laughs) turn it down a little bit because I don't think I can take any more of this. Now, that's fun. I said, that's fun to have God rattling through your body from head to toe like like you stuck your finger in an electric socket, but it didn't hurt you. Yeah. Amen. 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 That's that's fun. That's entertaining. You might say you're weird. Fine. Fine. You are not going to get me to believe. You're not going to get me to believe that going to some gentleman's club, they call them. I passed by, thank God I don't know of any here in town, but I passed by one not too long and said, Gentleman's Club. I said, well, I'm a gentleman, but I, there's no windows in that club. And I think it's for a reason. They, they do things, and, and I was looking uh, at the upstairs room, so I was like, I wonder what they do in the upstairs room. I don't know, but anyhow. No, 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 no. You have to do something with your body. But then there's another part of you. You're not just a body and a spirit. You have a soul. And that soul is... is uh, Includes your thinking, your feelings, mm-hmm. that's right. your thoughts, and your feelings. Well, how many know that's a part of you that just because you receive Christ, that doesn't automatically change? That's right. Hmm? If you had thought patterns before that were, uh, you know, that would go a certain way, you're going to still have those tendencies. You're still going to have those patterns. So, how do you put off the old and put on the new? Well, the verse that we skipped, the verse in the middle tells us exactly what to do. Would you look at it, please? I'll start in verse 22. Again, it says, Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through the deceitful desires. Look at verse 23. Be renewed in the spirit of your minds. We can say it this way. Be spiritually renewed until it affects how you think. We began last time talking about, uh, really, the subject of wrong thinking. Right and wrong thinking, you know, if you want to call it that. And uh, said this, that wrong thinking leads to wrong believing. Mm -hmm. Wrong believing leads to wrong behavior. Mm -hmm. And we are are wrong to, when we hear about somebody on the news that did something crazy, you know, we used the example of the guy that shot up the school in Florida. And you can just go down every year, there's examples of people that do crazy stuff or, or, you know, whether they're, you know, doing it from a terrorist standpoint or from... Uh, a just mentally whacked standpoint. Yeah. You got to understand that that behavior didn't just happen randomly. Right. That behavior didn't, you know, didn't just one day I woke up and before before I even had the chance to get dressed or think, I went in and blew up something. That's not how those things happen. No. Though that behavior uh, is the result of wrong beliefs, and those wrong beliefs are the result of wrong thoughts. Wrong thoughts. Amen. You might say, well, wasn't it a devil? The devil gets involved, but things start. Talking about how things start. Things start with a wrong thought. 
So if wrong thinking in its uh, most progressed form, in its most wrong thinking in its most developed form, will lead you to do something that bad, yeah. and you understand, folks say, "I would never do that." Well, you'll do what you yield to enough. You'll do what you yield to enough. But if, if, enough, uh, if enough wrong thinking will lead to that, shouldn't we be disciplined and shouldn't we be on the case, vigilant, to monitor our minds before, before things get to that way? I'm not saying that every person would go into school and blow, blow a school up. I understand that most people wouldn't. Because simply for the, for the reason that most people don't yield to the things that those individuals do. Yeah. However... Everybody has to deal with wrong thoughts. Everybody. Everybody. And, and in your life, I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you claim to be a Christian or whatever. If, if you will just listen to wrong thoughts when they come and entertain them and let them fester and stew, you will end up believing wrong and doing things that are, that are not what you want to be doing in your life. Amen. And it will affect not just you, but it will affect other people. The book of Hebrews talks about a root of bitterness springing up and defiling many. Yeah. Uh, you understand that one, one, one way a wrong thought can come is somebody can say something to you that you didn't like. Has that ever happened? Anybody ever said something to you and you didn't like it? And you got offended. It offended you. It tripped you up. Messed you up. Well, I just don't think they should be talking to me like that. And I just don't like his attitude. And I just don't like this. And I'm, not, I'm just not going to take that from them. Mm-hmm. Just not going to take it. Just not going to take it. Mm-hmm. And you, the problem is, when you said you're not going to take it, what were you doing? You were taking it. <laughs> you're, you're taking it in you. Yeah. Yeah. Taking that wrong thought in you. What if somebody, has somebody ever corrected you at work? And it made you mad? Mm-hmm. Well, I got, I got more experience than they do. Yeah, but are they in authority over you? And folk don't even care whether that person was right or not. <laughs> well, they shouldn't have said that to me. I've, I've been here longer. But, but you were doing it wrong. <laughs> right. Come on you were doing it in an unsafe manner. That could have caught the thing, caused the thing to catch on fire. Right. right. right? You were wrong. Come on. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm older than them. Well, you were wrong still. still and so <laughs> the, one of the reasons that people take offense, they, and what is that? It's just a... A wrong thought, and what it is, is you have to now face the fact that I was wrong, and I would rather get mad than admit that I was wrong. That's just pride. That is nothing but, uh, that's ugly. But folks do that, come on now, just look straight ahead, we won't know I'm talking about you today. Just look straight ahead and smile, and we won't know. But folks, just like us, do this every day, and some don't get over it right away. Come on, some hang on to it. Yeah. Some hang on to it and they go over it and over it and over it. And they have, uh, like, like we said last week, you have arguments with people without their knowledge. Yeah. And you'll, be, you'll, 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 have, and you'll let things to where you're going along and your blood pressure's up. Yep. Just because you're stewing and fantasizing about, about what you thought <laughs> they meant. And yeah. you thought their motives were. Yeah. When really they were just trying to keep you from setting the building on fire. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, they shouldn't have said it that way. Maybe they shouldn't. 
Maybe they shouldn't. But if you hold on to it, you're the one that's going to get in trouble for it. <laughs> and the Bible says if, if, you, if you hold on to offense, a root, that, that offense will take root in you. When something takes root, you know, when, when a weed just comes up, you just go out and pick it out. But when it's a miniature tree, <laughs> what's happened? It took root and it grew. You can have a fence take root and grow in you to where it's hard to get out of you. And the Bible says when that springs up, it will defile many. Why will it defile many? Because people who are offended don't like to keep it to themselves. They love to tell it. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about somebody you might know. Somebody you might know that may have that you may have seen do this. Surely not you. Surely not me. Glory, hallelujah. And and uh, you know, folk folk think folk think. Well, the more that I fester about that, the worse it's going to be for that person. It doesn't make sense, does it? No. But you've done it. I've done it. They're going to get theirs. They're going to get theirs. I heard a minister say this, and I think it's such a good statement. I've never been able to improve on it, so I'm going to just say it. Pretend like I, I made it up. Taking offense is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. <laughs> it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. No, who's the poison going to hurt? It's going to hurt you, the one that drank it. Anyhow, so you have a mind and you and I must do something with our thinking. We must be renewed. That's how you move from the patterns of the old life into new patterns, patterns of the new life. You have to do something with your mind. And one of the biggest things you have to do is renew it. How do you renew it? Well, another word for renew would be reprogram. Reprogram. Uh, whatever devices, uh, you know, we, uh, the, everybody now uses at least a device. We used to call them computers, but now because, you know, this is really a tablet more than a full-blown computer and your phones are phones, mm-hmm. right? But we all call them device, but they're all computers now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every once in a while, no matter what kind of device you have, whether it's a big desktop or whatever, you're going to get a message. If that thing's hooked to the Internet, it's going to say, update me. Update me. There's some. There's some. Uh, there's some stuff we we need to do. We need to reprogram some stuff yeah. so that we work co- in a in a way that's compatible with some new stuff that's that's coming down the pike. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So they'll have. We have a new operating system. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what does that do? It reprograms a computer to where it, it to where there's new functionality, mm-hmm. to where there's things that work differently than they did before. Mm-hmm. It, why, it, your computer got renewed. You got renewed in the spirit of your computer. Come on. Right? Yeah. And now your computer can do different stuff. Yeah. Right? And it's actually a better, with, it's the same, same machine, same phone, same tablet, but it's better than it was before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yeah. It was renewed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you reprogram your mind? You download the you download the updates. I hope you know I'm not trying to be techie here, but you download the updates. Say it with me. Download the updates. How do you download the updates? You got you you gotta you gotta 
take this and you got to hook it up to the ports in you that can receive updates. What ports do you have in you? You don't have USB. How many have USB in your head? No. No, no, no. What ports do you got? You got these ports right here. You got these ports right here. If you could smell the word, we'd smell it. You know what I mean? No, no. You got to take, you got to take the, you got to take the re, this is the script for the new. Is that what they call it? The, the program, the reprogrammed script for the new operating system. You got to take this in your ports. Amen. And not just take it in your eyes, but feed on it until it lodges down and clicks down on the inside of you and becomes a part of you. That's how you get renewed in the spirit of your mind. And when you get renewed, when your mind gets renewed, you will walk in a new way of living rather than the old way of living. Amen. Now, this is such a big deal in our life because wrong thoughts, wrong beliefs, wrong behavior are open doors through which the enemy, there, there is an enemy, we call him the devil, the Bible calls him Satan, the devil. He can enter your life through these open doors and he can enter a person's life simply through the open door of wrong thinking. Simply by, f- not f- by failing, you understand that one of the things that a computer does when it takes updates is, is you'll look and they'll say, what's new? You ever, you ever downloaded the update for an app? It says, what's new? Well, one of the things that would be new is protection against this. Mm-hmm. Protection against this virus or protection against, I don't even know what some of these things are, but malware and different spyware and all that kind of stuff, like on a big computer. Well, see, they'll say we, this update has a patch or something that protects you against that. Right. What's it doing? The update keeps the door closed to bad things getting in. Yeah. And when you renew your mind with the word of God, when you allow your thinking to be reprogrammed, thinking to be changed, you're going to be closing the door to bad things that the enemy would want to bring your life. You know, the Bible says in John 10, 10, that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. If you're a Christian, you have, you, you, first of all, the biggest thing to know if you're a Christian, you have a father. And God is a big God. And yes. He's bigger than all the devils Amen. put together. Amen. He's bigger. Yeah. He's more powerful. He's stronger. Yeah. But you also know that you need to know that you have an enemy. You have... Uh, Listen, you have someone who is opposed to the progress that you would make for God in your life. You have opposition. You You do. Smile. It's it's just the truth. You're going to have problems. You're going to have bigger problems if you don't live for God. But if you do live for God, you're going to have problems. You're just going to be you. You will be equipped if you renew your mind. To meet those problems and defeat those problems. Yes, right. yeah. Amen. But if you don't renew your mind, yeah. you are gonna, you're going to have a target on your back and you're going to have the door open for the enemy to come, get, to come mess with you. Right. Amen. Yeah. And he is, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I want you to know, he is merciless. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. He yeah. is merciless. Yeah. He, he, and he'll pretend, he'll, you know, he's so subtle, he'll come in and just pretend... Uh, that, that, you know, oh, this is just a little thing. No, he means to kill you. He means right. to take you out. He right. means to co- render you ineffective. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yes. And so one of the saddest things we see it every day, we see it all the time, is Christians that go to, to churches that have decided that, well, you know, that stuff about healing, that stuff about prosperity, that's just that wacky way out, far out faith stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't need that. 
But what they don't understand is those are the those are some of the biggest areas that Satan will attack the yeah. believer's life in. That's right. What areas of your life besides your mind, your relationships, your body, your finances, what areas of life do you even have? Those are the different compartments of your life. There's not a whole lot more than that, right? Where's the enemy going to attack? He's going to attack in those areas. So to say, so to say that, well, uh, like, like Amy was saying earlier, well, the, well, being a Christian just means being a good person. Well, help yourself. But listen, there's more ammunition that we have, protection that we have, uh, help that we have for all these different areas of, of life rather than just doing, doing good. You don't have to be a Christian to do good to your neighbor. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Right. Amen. Yeah. You can learn that. You can, Jesus didn't have to come and die for you to learn that. You could, you could learn how to, uh, uh, you know, give to charity you know what I mean? How do a fundraiser for such and such a cause. Get involved in this cause mm-hmm. and that cause and, and, you know, do good works of service. Jesus didn't have to come for you to do that. No, no he came to live in us, in us to give us a new kind of life. And no, one of the things right. about it is, is it protects us against the enemies that we have. Hallelujah. Amen. He has that for us. Yeah. And where is the battlefield? Where is, the, where is Satan's battlefield? He comes and he, all the work that he does, it all starts with bringing you a wrong thought. That's, right. That's how, remember Jesus for 40 days was tempted by the devil, tested. Uh, He's just going through a time out in the wilderness for 40 days. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says what those temptations were. They were all thoughts and suggestions that the enemy brought. What were those thoughts? Well, well, one of them, and here's where wrong thoughts can lead. One of them was a thought of suicidal thoughts. See that that cliff? If you're really the son of God, throw yourself off the cliff. And if you're the son of God, you'll be okay. You'll be all right. But how, how was that package? The devil didn't just come out, come right out and say, you need, you need to take your life. He said, no, no, this is a God. This is, he put God in. He brought God into it, didn't he? Yeah. He said, if you're the son of God. Right. Right. Because it's written. And he even tried to quote him scripture, quoted it incorrectly, took it out of, out of its place, but tried to quote scripture. Mm-hmm. If you're the son of God, throw yourself off of this mountain. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. A wrong thought. That if Jesus would have taken that wrong thought, if Jesus would have accepted that, if Jesus hadn't reprogrammed his, his own life according to the Word of God, he would have taken the misquote of the Scripture mm-hmm. and not recognized that it was misquoted yeah. and said, okay, sounds like God to me. Oh my. If he had taken that thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what did he do? He resisted that thought and right at the point of the thought coming to him, he took care of it. He took care now, of it. if you would turn to Second Corinthians chapter 10, Second Corinthians chapter 10, we'll show you just exactly what Jesus did. The enemy works by bringing thoughts and suggestions, wrong thoughts, to try to get you to believe wrong, to try to get you to behave wrong mm-hmm. and go a different direction. And I'm telling you, some of the things that wrong thinking can lead to will end up binding your life and causing things in your life to be to be uh, in a situation where you feel like there's just no way I could get out of this. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's true. 
Now, I, I know a person, I, and this is very fresh. I was talking about when the enemy told Jesus, throw yourself off the cliff. I know a person, he was working for me. Uh, would have been last spring, he was working for me. And he told me, he was so excited about the things. Well, he was, so, he was really up and down, truthfully. He, he could get down, 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 then he'd be up, up, up. And he goes, man, I've just given my life back to Christ. And uh, he said, God told me such and such. And I heard what he said, and I thought, uh, no, you're not hearing from God. But it was, it, it was somewhat scriptural, but really just not, not completely. And I tried to help him and direct him, but he really didn't want to listen. He just wanted to talk. Yeah. Yeah. And the next time I talked to him, he said, you know, God told me to do such and such. And I've been uh, doing this for many days and, mm-hmm. and all that. And I'm like, I, you know, that's, that's not the God of, of the Bible <laughs> telling right. you to do that. Right. It wasn't completely unscriptural, but it was twisted, a little bit twisted, a little bit perverted. Right. Well, next thing you know, I get a call from this, uh, not from this guy. I get a call from. Uh, somebody because he was working and it was in charge of some of my equipment, you know, or in control of some of my equipment. And uh, I get a call that, uh, hey, this this guy committed suicide right there next to your equipment. Mm-hmm. Right there, killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I knew exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. See that vo- he kept listening to wrong voices. Yeah. Yeah. And that wrong voice kept kept saying, "This is, you know, God wants you to do this. God wants you to do that. God wants you to do that." And so the next, he got to listening to that voice. And then when that voice said, "God, God needs you to take your life and come to heaven to be with Him," thank God he was saved, so he did go to heaven. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. Right. But God's never going to tell you. No. God's never going to tell you to wrap something around your neck and no. hang yourself. No. No. Never going to tell you to do that. No. no. That's the enemy. So he did that. What did he do? He, he, took, he took wrong thoughts. This is one of the reasons why, especially if, you know, as a new believer, you know, if you're newer, and, and not only that, your whole life, you need the local church. Because you are equipped, of course, and you can grow to where you can feed yourself, but nobody is equipped to, to do it all themselves. Everybody is, uh, like one minister I like says, you're, everybody's deficient by design. Yeah. Meaning that you've been designed to need others yes. and, and those that God's put you, yes. connected you with. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so it's possible for wrong thoughts to, to have such a hold on a person's life that they become what the Bible calls a stronghold. Mm-hmm. A stronghold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. right. Stronghold just simply means something that's stronger than you. You can't, it's got such a hold of you. We think of these kind of things, don't we? You know, uh, what, what are some things that different people may be bound by? Well, we think, we just real simple, um, and this doesn't make a person a bad person, no. and, the, and the lack of this doesn't make a person a good person, right. but there's a lot of people bound by nicotine, aren't there? Right. Yeah. 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 Smokers. Yeah. Yeah. Here in Colorado, hardly anybody is compared to where many of us came from in New York, you know, up, up, up in the, I don't know if it's because of the cold weather, but just, just seemed like everybody smoked. Yeah, so, so prevalent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, and, but, but yet, you know, plenty of people around here too. So, mm-hmm. so you can be bound by nicotine. What's another thing? You can be bound by alcohol. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bound by it. What's that mean? It means it tells you what to do. Mm-hmm. You don't tell it. Right. When you get to the place where, you don't decide to take a drink. You're told yeah, to drink exactly. it. And you don't have a choice about it. Yeah, you're, it. Bound. you're bound. 
It's stronger than you. You can't get out by yourself. Now, the lie is that you can't get out. That's a lie. And again, we're not. Make sure you hear me very well. We are not in the least at all against doctors and medicine and professionals and, and mental health professionals. And we're not against them at all. No, not at all. No, that's right. Yet we understand that they they do their job up to the limitations of the natural world here. Right. Right? That's right. Yeah. And when there's nothing more that they can see to do, they'll tell you, there's nothing more we can do. You got to live with this. But what we understand is that in the kingdom of God, Glory to God. The limits of this natural world are, are there's an overlay. We, the kingdom of God is, is laid over and the limits that the natural world have can be removed. And so if, uh, now we talked about alcohol, we talked about nicotine, those things can be strongholds. Do you know wrong thoughts can be strongholds? Wrong patterns of thinking can so get into a person that they get to the point where they can't just flip the switch yeah. and stop thinking that way. And they may go get help from a, uh, just like you'd go get help if you have uh, a stomach ache. Right. You could go get help from a doctor. If, I mean, if it's, I guess, it'd be a real bad stomach ache, you can't figure out that, that <laughs> if, you know, if you can trace your stomach ache to what you just ate uh-huh. yeah. and know that in, in a little bit of time, <laughs> What you what you took in will probably come out uh-huh. one and or another, one way or the other. You you might not need to you might not need to burn the the, the copay for the doctor's visit. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, but right. let's just say you got a bad stomach. I mean, this thing's not going. Right. Who? Where would you go? Well, you'd go see somebody who is a doctor for your physical body. Right. Well, there's also doctors, as you know, that help the mind. Help the mind. Yeah. yeah. Mental health professionals they call them yeah. are we against them no, no. no. hope ho, man there, there might be people that they can help yeah, yeah. absolutely amen absolutely. but yeah. where they run out where they run out and they say all we can do is give you a pill to control this and yeah. curb this where they run out yeah. god keeps Woo. going and has yes. listen to me he has full complete Deliverance. If if, if you have a nicotine addiction, God has full, complete deliverance available for you. If you have an alcohol addiction, or amen, God has full, whatever it is, drugs, doesn't matter. God has full deliverance. But even these, what we would call mental issues, God has full help. Now, did you find that scripture I was talking to you about? 2 Corinthians 10. And some folk might say, well, I'm already dealing with something that I just can't seem to get out of. And, you know, the psychiatrist or the doctor, whoever it was, said, you'll just always have this and we'll just always have to, um, you know, be in therapy or this or that, whatever it is. If you're open to the word of God today, I want to get you some help and want to help reprogram some things in your thinking about this today. Can we do that? Hallelujah. Now. Second Corinthians 10. Are you, lo- are you looking at it? Yes. Would you look at verse 4? Now, this, this, now, you may have heard this verse before. Maybe you haven't. But this will bless your life if you will hear it and believe it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It, verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare. What's warfare? 
Warfare is not uh, laying on the couch no, no, watching, no, no. watching TV, huh? Warfare is a fight. It's a fight, and it's an ongoing. War is not one battle. No, a battle's part of a war. Right. But if it's talking about warfare, what are we talking about? An extended series of fights. You might say, "Well, is this, is this the life God has for me? One fight after another." Well, yeah, God has one victory after another for you. Yes. God has one victory after another for you. The enemy has one battle. You, the enemy's the one bringing the opposition. God's not bringing opposition to you. There's certain things that he will that he will allow you to get into to to help you learn how to fight. Amen. But he's got victory in every battle for you. Amen. He's provided it. Jesus died for victory in every area for you. Amen. So 2 Corinthians 10, the weapons of our war, warfare, look at this, are not of the flesh. What do you, what's that mean of the flesh? Meaning what you in your humanity, like Pastor Amy was talking about a little earlier when she said, I can't do it by myself. I can't do life by myself. Right. None of us can really. Yeah. And if you knew the opposition that awaits you as you go, yeah. opposition gets bigger, tests get bigger, yeah. but you grow in the things of God. Yeah. And what gets bigger actually seems smaller than what you dealt with when you were 20, Come on. when you were 18 or 16 or whatever. So the, they're not of the flesh. In other words, it's not just getting smart. What, what's your flesh? Your flesh is you without God. Your flesh is you without God. The things that you use to fight the battles that are going to come against you in life. If you want to win those battles, you, you, need, to, you need to learn about some weapons that are not just uh, you being smart, you being strong. I'm going to know it's good to be, it's better to be smart than to be dumb. Yep. It's better to be physically strong mm-hmm. than to be physically weak. But there are things that you, no matter how strong you get, you're not going to be able to overcome yep. certain things right. Mm-hmm. Right. in yourself, right. in your flesh. Right. So the weapons that God has for you to fight with, they're not of the flesh. Yeah. But look at this. But they have divine power Divine power to destroy strongholds. Now, if that doesn't make you happy, you weren't listening. The weapon, God has weapons for you and I to fight with that have divine power, power from him to destroy. The actual the word in the Greek means to demolish. Things that are bigger than you, stronger than you. So if you have anything in your life that's a bondage in your life, yeah. wrong thinking, uh, yeah. me- mental, yeah. mental issues, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Substance issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, stronghold any stronghold can be demolished. Demolished. Yeah. Praise the yeah. Lord. Demolished. 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 Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Demo. Yeah. It's yeah. demo day here at church. Demo, demo day. What's demolished mean? Gone. Taken out. If they demolish a building, you can drive by one day uh-huh. and there's a building there. Yeah. 
and you can, if they demolish it, you can drive by the next day. And you look and you're like, that's a field. Yeah. That used it's to be gone. a building. Yeah. 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 It's gone. Yeah. Gone. Amen. Demolished. demolished. Thank yeah. you, Lord. The weapons that we fight with yeah. have divine power, but they're not of the flesh. They're not of the flesh. Folks say, well, I'm just going to try. I'm just going to, you know, I have, I have enough willpower. Now, you don't have enough there. You don't have enough willpower for a divine bondage. You need divine power to get out of a... Wow. Now, when I say divine bondage, I mean a supernatural, something that the enemy was in on. The weapons of our warfare, they're mighty through God, divine power to demolish strongholds. Pull down, strong. Pull them down. Demolish, demolish, demolish. Now, how do you, isn't that good news? It's good news. Huh? Isn't that, isn't it? That's, the Bible's always good news. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful?